Ben Eagle from Adult Service here, and I'm joined by Brian Bowman, musician, singer, songwriter, and teacher. He'll be playing the Music at Your Library concert on Friday, July 1st. Welcome, Brian. Hey, what's up, Ben? Oh, not too much. Glad you could make it here today. Well, I'm glad that you invited me. Thanks. So, you're just starting out in the music scene in a sense, right? Here in Dubuque, yeah. I would um I would say that I've been doing it for a long time because uh, I used to perform out of like Dubuque Senior High School with the choir and the theater troupe and stuff. Okay. But um yeah, as a as a solo artist in town, yeah, I, I would say I'm on like my second year now. Oh well, and you're a pretty young artist too. You're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. Just turned twenty-four. Okay. So, can you tell me about your musical background a little bit? Do you come from a musical family? Or are you the only one? So, my family likes to think that they're <laughs> like that 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 they could be famous someday. Okay. And I, I I'll keep that out there. Maybe they would someday. Um, so I started singing. I want to say around second grade. Uh, I remember when we had like a Easter Sunday in church. And me and my brother went up. We had, we both had, I can remember vividly that we had pink dress shirts, like pink and black ties, and we were just short. It was fun. It was great. Um, And had you had any experience before then singing? No, my mom and dad, they used to sing in the car. You know, it was like carpool karaoke all the time. Everywhere we went, it was like they would throw in their top hits, you know, either Motown or gospel and they would, of course, sing. You know, my dad liked to use his falsetto a lot. And my mom, she she had a unique voice. I really enjoy her voice. My dad, he considered himself the best singer, though. And was he? Not necessarily, <laughs> you know. But it, most people that, you know, they want to be the best singer, they're usually not. It's usually the quiet ones, you know. And so that was actually how it began. You know, I think my first choir I was in was third grade. um, And that really got my love and my drive for music going. Um, I used to make and record music with my brothers at home using programs like Audacity and Mixcraft and uh, just free templates of different things that you could use to record. And so we had, we recorded some things and I don't know. I was always that guy that was like a perfectionist. So I really wanted it to sound good. Although I didn't know what good sounded like. I was young, you know. And so from there, I just I started doing talent shows. I jumped into musical theater around seventh grade. Uh, My first musical was done in Chicago. Okay. I was Daddy Warbucks and Annie. This was seventh grade. Okay. Because the summer of seventh grade, I moved out to Dubuque. And Megan Schumacher just so happened to find me. And this was the year that they were doing um, hairspray down at Five Flags. And so she invited me on. I did that with the cast. And that was one of my first, like, professional gigs. I wasn't paid for it, but I was a I was an extra, and I felt like a part of a team, and mm-hmm. it was it was professional, you know. Five Flags is a pretty well established, you know, location event space. And was that in high school? Mm-hmm. Um, I had some really fantastic teachers, 
you know, Mr. Dean was great. Chris Marple was great. You know, they were just fantastic mentors, you know, mm -hmm. and they kept you going. So uh, I didn't know how to read music for the longest time. I, I was actually self-taught in the piano and vo and vocally. Um, All right, that's interesting because piano, I always think of that as when you start out, you're reading sheet music, but were you doing it by ear mostly? So I started off just composing. Okay. So I always had a song in my head. There was always some sort of melody or, you know, something in my mind where I was like, I want to put this down. I want to I want to make this something. And so I created like these few note patterns and I would write a song to them. When I left Chicago, I ended up making like a compilation of songs that basically just told the people that I was around, I'm going to miss them, I love them, I care about them. So that was how I started playing the piano. I started off with just composing music. Um, in high school, though, I, I finally centered in on learning how to read music when I failed going into Allstate Choir. My The first year I tried out for Allstate, it was my sophomore year. Yeah. While... I thought that I was a really good singer. I couldn't read music. I could memorize a song, but if you had me start somewhere in the middle or three quarters in, I I can't press play and fast forward in my brain to that spot. And they required that in the <laughs> choir? Yes. In order to audition and actually make it in because it's an advanced choir they want to make sure that hey if we say go to this measure and look at this note you can identify that note without somebody having to hold your hand you know and i needed somebody to hold my hand my first year yeah mm -hmm. and so after that you know situation where i'll i, I kind of messed up everything for my other partner you know, I felt really bad for her, you know, because she was stuck with me. And so the next two years I made it in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A, a good chunk of time I felt like people didn't necessarily have time to help me. Mm -hmm. So I had to go above and beyond to help myself. Um, I did use my resources, though, where if I had a random question where I'm like, I really need to figure this out and I can't I can't figure it out by my on my own. I need somebody to show me an example so I can have a reference point. I would go and I would ask Mr. Marple or so. And I would always be early. Like I would go to school like an hour or 30 minutes prior to school so I could sit down at the piano and study. So, yeah. yes, high school, I learned how to read music. Um, I want to say college, I finally actually learned how to apply music. So in college, they had, it was just a really wild experience. Like the first thing you have to do when you get into this college is audition singing a song called Body and Soul. Okay. Yeah, it was arranged by a guy named Phil Matson, and I think another person, I can't remember his name, but Phil Matson was actually the founder of the school that I went to. Uh, it's in Creston, Iowa. It's Southwestern Community College, also known as the School of Vocational Music. Okay. No, the School for Music Vocations. The School for Music SMV. Vocations. Yes, and so uh, fantastic uh, arrangement is such tight harmony 
they gave everybody this section where they were like, hey, you have to sing eight measures of this song to figure out what what level are you as a vocal student. And so I spent, I want to say, three or four hours the first night on eight measures. That's eight measures. Wow. That's crazy. But it was it was definitely a learning experience. So when I finally heard it, it was ugly. It was it was really difficult. I did good. I was still struggling because I couldn't read music as well as I needed to to yeah. be in a college capacity. But when I got to college, I I I don't wanna brag and boast by any means, but my work ethic is pretty is pretty high caliber when it comes to like I need to know this. I know what I need to get done before it happens. And so I'm not going to think about anything else that can distract me. I'm going to think about what is it that I need to get done now. And that, that really helped me. <laughs> See you ladies masked. Like the pressure's on. Bad as I See you see she's mad. She's looking fine. And so divine with that other guy. I'm not sure what you want, but to make it show. I'ma burn it down, down When you come around, around If you wanna make it known The absolute I'ma ask my girl to come talk to you Can you keep it hush, hush Come on, hop on the train We wait for no one We're pulling off now story short I'm out of school now and I finished in 2018 um it was really fun it was a really fun two years but then when I moved back to Dubuque everything kind of shifted because I realized that nobody was going to take care of me Mm -hmm. I had to take care of myself and start doing things so the first thing I did was I got a new job I was working at Jimmy John's at first but then I started selling cars out of uh McGrath Okay. Um, And that was kind of cool for a while, right? I really enjoyed that. I actually got into selling cars because I I found that I was really bad at communicating. You know, I I was stuck in a a cornfield for two years. Thinking of all these sounds, these musical sounds. Yeah, I'm thinking about everything music, and that's all I'm surrounded by. That's all I'm talking about. That's all I'm thinking of. And I'm relating to people that is doing the same things I'm doing. I didn't know how to communicate when I got back to the city and people are are working full-time jobs or they're partying with their friends. I wasn't partying. I was in the books. While your best friend is Tiffany, my best friend was Bach. Like, <laughs> you know? And, and so I wasn't bar hopping and stuff in college. I was doing what I had to do because I knew I wanted to be a successful musician. Um, so long story short, coming back, I started to sell cars and became actually really good at that. 
And after a while, I, I didn't want to overstay my welcome. And so I left. And I started working at Quick Star overnights because I wanted to teach during the day. Um, that became harder than expected. So over time, I started falling asleep behind the register. I remember I was ringing somebody up once, and they were like, hey, uh, you were still in the middle of giving me my change. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was vicious. I I was getting tickets. That's beyond exhaustion. It was It was very bad. I remember coming home once I was going like 40 and a 25 because I was really just trying to get home because I was like I'm tired I need to go to sleep the cops pulled me over and was like you're all right I was like yeah I just got off a third shift I'm tired <laughs> I'm ready to go I'm like my house is right down the block they still gave me a ticket but I learned very quickly I need to I need to do something I found very quickly that I I guess I just didn't want to work for anybody, you know. Part of it was that I wanted to be my own boss, and maybe I just had different visions for what I wanted to see. And so I had to figure out how to market myself as a musician to make money, and that's exactly what I did. So I started to teach more. I got, um, I built a, a few student base, like a little bit of a student base. I started working instead of third shift at Quickstar, I started working morning times at Aldi for about four hours a day rather than eight hours every night. But then I built my client base and I started marketing and advertising for shows. So once I started getting more shows, I eventually got out of Aldi where it was like, all right, I can't do this because it's just time. It takes time. You have to practice. You have to prepare. Mm -hmm. You have to record. You have to advertise. You have to do stuff as a musician, you know, but you have to be prepared to do those things in a flow. It can't stop. The ball can't stop rolling, you know. Now, now it's just, it's exciting because I'm working as, so I own BKB Music's LLC. Mm -hmm. That's BKB M-U-S-I-X LLC. Um, and I'm an entertainment entity. So right now it's myself and my brother. I'm really trying to get him into the DJ rap atmosphere. Um, and myself, I do live entertainment where I provide piano and vocals. Uh, for wedding ceremonies and uh, family events and private and public events. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. I, I try to provide like an eclectic source of music that's high quality. Um, and so to me, I like to think that in music, you kind of have to do this balance and beam act where it's like you have this that you can make money from but you also don't want to do it, do do this primarily to make money, you know, because you still want to do it for the love. You know, the love has to be there. But the business, on the other hand, has to make money. Yeah, you need to support yourself to be able to right? keep doing what you love to spend time doing it. Right. And so it's a close knit uh, community of musicians here in Dubuque. And I'm just the lucky one to have been kind of inducted into this family of well-known musicians that supports each other and wants to see each other grow and so besides that uh as of recent i've been doing like these showcases where i'm showing original music i feel like these songs they better me as a person 
there are stories of my life in some way, shape, or form, and I'm sure that people can relate. Um, you can find like Coup d'etat, that's my French song on iTunes and Spotify. Okay. Um, and I also wrote a song called Home With Us. It's like a Thanksgiving or like Christmas song for the family. It's really nice. You wrote that for your family? Well, I just wrote it because, I mean, I love my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and this song was like, it ain't nothing like a family that's held together by a certain tie. Like, it was like by a man of their own, you know. Sorry, it's been a while since I've actually sung this song. I had to sing it in my head. (laughs) But um, it's really pretty. It's it's a well-coordinated song that just has a really nice vibe. It's like R&B, soul, you know. It's like, my mama, she cooks for me butter biscuits and gravy. Like, it's smooth, Very you know. Nice. You, yeah. You'll love it. You'll love it if you listen to it. Uh, was your family always really supportive of your music? It's for, I would say that for the most part, they try to be. Um... When it came to practices, it it definitely felt like there was a disconnect because they didn't necessarily want me to practice. I lived in a in a third story apartment building in Chicago for the first about thirteen years of my life. Mm-hmm. But in this apartment building, there was three bedrooms, but there was seven people. There was one bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah, so I can see where your parents are coming from right so if you got this kid just hanging out in his room all day i didn't go outside very much i was i was definitely a homebody and when i did go outside it might be for a couple of hours to play with my friends or something ride a bike but um i was primarily an artist you know my brain was always roaming on art um and so, yeah, I would spend hours practicing. But you had a piano in that apartment that you were... I actually found it downstairs in a basement, and it was my grandma's, so I brought it upstairs. Oh. I told, so she used to play. She, yeah, she used to play. She she knew, like, like, just your classic songs like Heart and Soul and probably a couple of other, like, party songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I ended up taking it. I didn't ask her for it, so always, always tell her so like you're if in I, debt to her. Yeah, I'm like if I ever make it, I'm gonna make sure that I that I give you something for it. Um, I still have that piano. I still have the keyboard. I kept it. It's mm-hmm. a, it's definitely a, a memorabilia for me. Um, because it was the first piano I've ever played on that I consider mine, and so it, it holds weight. It still works. This was crazy. Um, it's funny because I remember when I saw it, it was dusty and an old, I mean, like in a room that hasn't been looked at in years. Yeah. It looked like, you know, cobwebs all over the place. Like the room, the downstairs was scary. Like it was, it was extremely, and for a young kid like me, I was I was extremely like nervous. Into the cellar or something. Yeah, because I I used to watch a lot of horror movies, so like arachnophobia was always on my oh, mind. Yeah. Walking in the lower into dark locations like that, I'm like, what if there's a tarantula that's gonna pop out and 
eat me alive like spiders yeah or jeepers creepers he's gonna be hiding in the other room it was always scary (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a good thing you braved it out. Uh, <laughs> right. you, you wouldn't have been here today. Right? Telling your music stories. Oh, man. Oh, man. If I didn't have that keyboard, I do wonder where I would be. I wonder where I would be if my dad didn't get a job at IBM here. He got a job at IBM here and moved us out a year after he finally like settled down. So that's what brought you to Dubuque. Yes. He started working there, and he worked there for about, I want to say, six or eight years, somewhere in between there. Maybe it was 10. Yeah, I want to say it was about 10 years, but that was probably the best move. Um, I had some really good friends Mm -hmm. that, and their parents became like, their parents became really good mentors for me. I was always like best friends, best friends with my, with my friends' parents. Okay. My my mental was always just a little bit more more mature, I guess. So while they're talking about I don't know, just stuff that I don't really care about, I would go and talk to their parents about business or okay. you yeah. know, what are they doing? Trying to plan. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out what it was like to be an adult, you know, because I knew I was going to be there. So I wanted to like map it out. What do I need to do to be successful? Yeah. You know, I, I want to just find stability. I'm not asking for like fortune, fame, like buying Twitter for forty six million billion dollars. Right. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not asking for that, but stability, you know, so you can pursue what you want. Yeah. 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 Without without this idea that I can't do anything, you know, because I want to, you know, and so. I know that 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 is almost a never ending tunnel, but um, I would much rather be stable than a starving artist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be a starving artist. Those don't have to be go hand in hand. But that's the narrative. And that was something that I was like, no. And they say those who can't do teach. Well, I'm like, I want to break that narrative, too. I want to teach and do. But. It's, that's the thing. It's like trying to find that give and take. You know, what is it that I can provide? What is it that you can provide that I can help you with? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how I'm establishing my business where it's more, it's just more well-rounded. I'm never bored. I'm not falling asleep on a job. If I am falling asleep, I'm falling asleep practicing behind a piano. And I can run my scales in my sleep. Yeah, and that's better than falling asleep at a cash register. Yes, where I could easily get robbed. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh, Brion will be playing at the library Friday, July 1st at 6 p.m. The doors open at 5.30. It's an after-hours concert for the library, and Brion will play an hour of his original music. That's exciting. It's extremely exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Well, thanks for having me today, Ben. Yeah, thanks for coming. Appreciate you. She's my calm when I get frantic like a horse without his head. Running around in circles, I keep digging myself in. Whenever I get tired, she knows patience is our friend. Thankful that she understands. 
Every day I'm working to be better than me Hard to keep on trucking with this gas tank on E She's my inspiration, affirmation Got my placement so I'm thankful that she understands me Stands me, oh When I'm upside down When I turn around The cast just fell on me Get out of my head Get out of my head When I'm awfully low I can't see the road I can't see what's shaking me up I'm all out of breath I'm all out of love